This is Real Estate News with Kathy Fedke. New risk reduction policies at Fannie Mae could make it harder to get loans for single-family second homes and investment properties. The GSE sent letters to lenders saying it will impose a new 7% limit on the acceptance of those kinds of loans. Fannie is currently accepting a higher percentage. So what does this mean for investors? I'm Kathy Fetke, and this is Real Estate News for Investors. The letter was sent out on March 11th. In reference to the new 7% limit, it says, quote, Recent amendments to our Senior Preferred Stock Purchase Agreement with Treasury impose additional risk criteria on the loans we acquire. One of those restrictions is a 7% limit on our acquisition of single-family mortgage loans secured by second home and investment properties, unquote. At the heart of this change are the amendments to the Senior Preferred Stock Purchase Agreement with the Treasury, or what's known as the PSPA. The Urban Institute recently issued a policy paper on the impact of the PSPA, which governs the financial relationship between the Treasury and the GSEs Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. The amendments are meant to help release the GSEs from government conservatorship by limiting the number of riskier home loans that the GSEs are allowed to purchase, along with loans for second homes and investor properties. The authors of the Urban Institute papers say the limits make little sense. In reference to the investor loans, they say the loans are a lucrative part of the GSE portfolio which help to compensate for any risk. They also say these loans help cross-subsidize for other purchases by the GSEs and that by limiting them, it will make it harder for the GSEs to provide lower-cost loans for rental units in underserved areas. In their conclusions, they say, quote, Limits are inefficient, difficult to manage, and a redundant means of controlling risk. Generally, it is preferable to directly price for risk rather than using hard limits, which give no credit for compensating factors such as very high credit score, offsetting high LTV and DTI ratios. The authors encourage the use of more dynamic, flexible tools in rulemaking or directives. So what will this do to the lending environment for us investors? Well, it all depends on where you go for your loans. According to Senior Loan Officer Graham Parham of Highlands Mortgage, 15% of the loans he's been sending to Fannie Mae have been investor loans, so he'll have to cut back. But he's not worried. He says Fannie Mae is not the only game in town because he has several mortgage aggregators he can sell the loans to instead, other than Fannie Mae. The kind of flexibility will depend on the lender. The big banks may not have as many options. Parham says investors will need to go to mortgage brokers or mortgage bankers who have more flexibility and where they can sell their loans. Fannie Mae also announced a second change in the rules that Parham says doesn't amount to much. It's a requirement that lenders for Fannie Mae loans only use Fannie Mae's desktop underwriting program. That's already the standard, although there's been some cross-use of a Freddie Mac program called Loan Prospector. Under the new rules, Fannie Mae will only accept loans that are underwritten by its own desktop underwriting, or DU, program, and not the one offered by Freddie Mac. So far, Fannie Mae's announcement about new limits on second homes and investment loans is the only official one. Parham expects the same limits from Freddie Mac, but we haven't gotten an announcement yet. As for the date of implementation, the new rules begin April 1st. They also apply to loans that are delivered into mortgage-backed security pools with issue dates on or after April 1st. If you'd like to hear more about the lending environment for investors, including Fannie Mae limits on investor loans and interest rates that are creeping higher, you can check out the Fannie Mae update at newsforinvestors.com. If you're not a member, you can join for free at newsforinvestors.com. 
I'm Kathy Fetke, and thanks so much for joining me here on Real Estate News for Investors. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to newsforinvestors.com.